0: Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell, and that is Kurt Sauter, and we are co-hosts. Of and we're going to have fun oh, today. Oh man, oh man, I'm <laughs> I'm nervous about today. I, I'm I'm not sure how many cups of coffee Kurt has had today, so we're going to have to reel him in. But uh, if you are just joining us for the very first time, thank you for listening. We hope you're. Uh, will hang in there with us for a few minutes and and listen to our show. It's called Solid Steps Radio. We are a show for men by men, primarily as an audience, and we're talking to guys. And we believe at Solid Steps that you as a man are fulfilling your destiny as a man uh, in your life by walking with God through Jesus Christ we believe that your manhood and who you are as a person is not fulfilled unless you are in Christ as opposed to being in your flesh and in the world and that may not make sense to you some of you you need to hear that today because you know you're not where you want to be and we just want to be a tool in your toolbox we just want to be hey guys we just want to help encourage you challenge you about your walk with God, or lack of, and maybe you're not there yet, and maybe you will be, and today may be the day, and we just want to be there for you guys. Uh, But today, we got a little bit of a spin on it. We're not exclusively for men. We have a lot of ladies who listen as well, and uh, we got a couple ladies in the uh, studio today. But today, we're talking about a topic that a lot of people can't even define, let alone talk about it. If I said this word to you, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Soul. Now, some of you went soul train. Some of you went soul music. Uh, On the way in today, I'm walking across the parking lot, and I look over, and there's a car, and it says soul on the back. It's the name of a car. It's a soul. Like, how how do they spell it? S-O-U-L. Really? I think it's a Kia, the Kia Soul. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So when when we hear about the soul, uh, I want to read a verse that, um, for those of you who uh, would be familiar with it, in Psalm 23 which is probably the one of the most famous Bible passages. Of You probably had this hanging up at your house or your mom or your grandma had it hanging up in their house. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul, which you may not even remember that that word is in that verse. His, why does our soul need to be restored? I thought I was saved. So why does my soul need to be restored? We're gonna talk today about what soul care looks like. And uh, a couple of, few of us, all of us in the room have been on a two year journey of soul uh, retreats and we're gonna talk a little bit more about that today.
1: So, okay, so Chad, um, we brought two women in. This yeah. is a show for men by men and we brought two women in. The
0: class level went
1: up exponentially we, we, <laughs> in our room. <laughs> we have had every show in here uh, for the last three plus, you know, three years, mm-hmm. And we've had men. I think every time, maybe is this.
0: We I have a handful.
1: Yeah, yeah, once in a while we bring some women in. And today is the day we're going to hear from some ladies. So okay, so um, Rachel Loy, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, it's great to have you. Uh, Sarah Sheets, welcome.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Glad to be here.
1: Yeah, it's great to have you guys. And I say guys, I mean you ladies. I'll just probably say guys, uh, but I mean I'll you. correct you. Yeah, okay. you can correct me, Chad. <laughs> so, okay, so anyway, um, we've been doing this too. You guys are are finishing up a two-year soul transformational journey. First of all, how did when you heard about this, uh, what I mean, Sarah, your husband went through it, uh, you know, before you did a two-year journey. Is that how you first heard about it through Dan?
3: It is. It is, and it always seems like women are dragging their husbands to things, right? <laughs> yeah. But this was clearly my husband at dragging me, encouraging me, and actually, I watched him for two years go do the reading, change, and it. I was already ready to go by mm. the time he said, I'd love to to sponsor you and
1: send you. Wow. He's going to sponsor and send you.
3: Yes, <laughs> and pay.
0: <laughs> you need a sponsor. <laughs> Hello, my name is Sarah.
1: <laughs>
3: yes, it's a 12-step program.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, um, what, what
1: specifically did you see in Dan um, that really got you curious?
3: Yeah, I think he just, you know, we've been a Christians for 20 plus years and another Bible study. Yeah, okay, that's that's good, but I think what what he did just his the peace in him. I guess that's what I saw. Wow. Just more rest and peace in life that is insane. And I you're drawn to that no matter who it is i want some of that and how do you do that well it might take a little while and read some books talk be real and um but he didn't push it you know that's the best way right um he he just just, modeled it just just modeled it it.
1: just lived it Mm -hmm. yeah you could see so i brought in my favorite uh my favorite little object lesson um and rachel uh what is this
2: that's from the Ruth Barton book of dark uh, <laughs> water with um, soil in it. And it's um, just the soil is down at the bottom, the little ball of soil.
1: Yeah, this uh, this is lake water. And I always, uh, I, I begin to kind of just tip it back and forth, back and forth. And all of a sudden it gets really cloudy. It gets really, uh, really cloudy. And the only way it's going to get clear, and it's the only way it's going to settle is you just have to sit it there on the table, and uh, and then eventually it settles, and there's clarity, and you can see through it, and that's kind of like our lives. Rachel, when you um, – we, we try to have this jar every time we do a, a, one of our soul retreats just to remind us that we're, we're about entering into a rhythm, and it takes mm-hmm. time to enter. We just can't take a three-week class – but wh- how did you hear about the soul transformational journey and what, what, how did, how did you get in- involved with it?
2: So I had a friend whose husband took the course as well, and they wanted to take it and really encouraged me to do the same. And I was ready for it because a few years ago I read a book, Nick Ripkin's book, The Insanity of God.
1: The Insanity of God? Yes. Wow. Have you heard it? No, I, I think maybe, but I, I'm okay. not familiar with it.
2: Well, it uh, it was life-changing, and um, it's a story of a missionary from Kentucky who served time in uh, Somalia, and then um, went on to visit the persecuted church around the world to see what how the Holy Spirit works in hard places. And as I read that book, I was just so convicted, thinking, where is the work of the Holy Spirit in my life? I don't have to depend on God for much of anything here in the U.S., and... Um, and so that, that longing started from that point of I need to find more connectivity and somehow find space for the Holy Spirit. And so when my friend approached me and said, hey, there's this re- these retreats coming up and there's a lot of reading and um, we really get into doing some heart work and soul work, I, I thought that I was ready for it. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so when you heard about it and you heard that it was two years It's eight retreats over two years. Did that, did you're like, oh, I don't know if I can commit to that.
2: Well, it was more of like Sarah said and what she said, you know, it's, I wasn't, I didn't want to sign up for another Bible study and I'm not down on Bible studies. They are (laughs) great. But I felt like that two year commitment would give the space for the time to work, um, for, for what we were learning to really have time to implement and to work. Um, So it didn't really, it wasn't uh, put off or anything because it's local, you know. So it felt like it would just fit into the rhythm of the two years.
1: Sarah, were you, did it bother you at all that there's this, like, oh my goodness, two years? I have no idea what's going to happen in two years.
3: Well, I'm a D.C. graduate, too, and so I was used to a two-year study. That was kind of my first jump into that, but... I like this because it's just about every three months and the and the time away is short like you're not gone that long so it doesn't wreck your life you know and you can which right. it wouldn't take much uh to do that for me but it seemed manageable yeah and I was given you know blessing go rest enjoy um and no it didn't Even for me, five kids, homeschooling, busy, aging parents, there's a lot going on, but I – It it seems very manageable to carve that out.
1: So, in one sense, it was really uh, uh, like, "Wow, hey, a retreat every quarter. There's going to be some rest and some, and we're going to unpack what what we do in the retreats in our next segment." So that was really inviting to you, Rachel. You're going to say something? Well, I was
2: going to say the same. I mean, what what's not to love about a time away um, every three months where you can just go and relax and rest? And I was able to do it with a group of friends. Mm-hmm. We decided together to do. I mean, we all made our own decision to do it, but knowing that we were going to be together with people that I like at, at least three months, like that was every three months, that was a good selling point.
1: How, uh, Chad, when you when you entered in, how much
0: did that? Did well, that, I went on the Faces of Christ retreat. If anybody's familiar with that, that's the two and a half to three day kind of very intense retreat. Great retreat, love it. I recommend it for everyone. But it was a Thursday night through Sunday. And then it's that that's the retreat. Well, I love the idea of spreading it out and saying, OK, you've got two years worth a, a retreat, a quarter. I mean, if you don't give God space to do work, I mean, he'll, he can do the work, but you're just not going to it's just not going to happen. So I love the idea of saying, hey, I need a rhythm in my life, especially, with you know, six kids, a wife and work and all that stuff. Uh, I needed to have that so they could have that. So I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break. And we're going to come back in the next segment, talk to Sarah, Rachel, uh, about their experiences on this retreat and some of the things that you need to hear in regards to your soul and why we need to have silence and solitude in a world that is the exact opposite of that. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter. We're here with Sarah and Rachel, and we're talking about the soul. And in regards to that specifically, silence and solitude, and why we need silence and solitude. Our soul needs it to be refreshed. And if you need your finances refreshed, and you need to go to a place that's going to take care of your money, Allen and Credit Union is a local lender and local, uh, just establishment in our community that has been a pillar for the community in regards to helping people with their money, whether it's bank loans, commercial loans, personal accounts, you name it, l and Credit Union, they wanna help you out with all your financial needs. And then Vision First Eye Care, uh, I, I have glasses on this morning uh, the, before I put in my contacts that both came from Vision First Eye Care. We, we love Vision First, they're great folks, they care about you as an individual and not just your sight. So we wanna thank folks like l and Vision First, for sponsoring our show. And we're talking today about soul care and specifically silence and solitude. And Kurt, at what point in your ministry or in your life did you say, we need to have retreats for this specifically soul care?
1: You know, I I think it was a gradual thing, Chad. I think, but being a pastor for, you know, 20 plus years and watching my own life and watching other people's lives, I just said, we are like, we're like gerbils on a, uh, on a wheel. We're just going like crazy, and we, we, we lose perspective. So it began to kick in probably after five or 10 years of ministry and realizing, my goodness, my soul is rushed and hurried and frantic and just go, 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 go. But I, then it really kicked in. I think right after Kristen passed, and, uh, you know, I asked Slim, my good buddy, we've been preacher buddies for 25 plus years, and, and uh, he had been doing some soul work stuff up in Peoria, Illinois, my hometown area, and I said, bro, let's, let's talk about this, let's do something. And so four years ago, uh, uh, yeah, almost four, yeah, almost four years ago, I brought him down, we started doing some team teaching together, and that was the, the catalyst for saying, we, we have got to continue to offer this to Christians. And to the body of Christ, because I, I just see people are, are not modeling the practice of Jesus. And, uh, you know, Jesus started his whole public ministry with 40 days of, in the desert, silence and solitude. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that just really resonated. And then he closed up his ministry. He goes to the, to Gethsemane again, and then every t- everything in between. I mean, every... Uh, throughout the Gospels, it's mentioned over and over again. He gets alone. Rachel, did that resonate with you?
2: It did. I mean, the aloneness is when God can really speak to you. And um, I've had to work hard to create that space because <laughs> it's very easy to be distracted. And um, But in the solitude and in the quietness as we've started to practice it, then I I do feel more and more of that peace and just sitting in the presence of God.
1: Yeah. Rachel, I love what Richard Foster says. Uh, The enemy, our adversary, majors on three things, noise, hurry, and crowds. Can you comment on that?
3: Oh, uh Yes, this is Sarah. Yeah. I mean, I think we can all blame did our Did I say th- Rachel? Yeah, you did, but That's your daughter. That's my daughter. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I'm sitting next to a wonderful Rachel as well. So yeah, I think let's go ahead and all just get it out there and blame our phones. I mean really that's I think what everyone wants to say. Our phones keep us connected, our phones keep us busy. You know, it's our it's our phones. And it's it's us we we don't want to be still we don't want to be quiet and even the first time at the retreat I hope I don't reveal too much of a secret but there's there's a silent period where you don't even talk to each other right so you don't have that burden or that that oh pressure I have to talk that's a little um unnerving there's no tv you go to your room it's it's like what do I do with myself honestly and your thoughts are spinning and um you just it, i i love the word rhythm as well the with these retreats where the rhythm of learning to be still and be silent it's not a discipline that's something you have to do it's just something that you're building in your world a rhythm of being still and silent and it just didn't feel like pressure. It felt like something I could begin to integrate. Because you think, well, I'm a, I'm st- I'm alone in my car. You know, I'm alone in the shower. I'm alone here. I'm alone. You know, but that's not really what we're saying here. It is different.
1: So, so in one sense, you sensed it was an invitation. Yes. It's Not not this mandate, but it was an invitation. Rachel, too. Is that is that mm. your thoughts?
2: Yes. I mean, it's it's definitely an invitation, and. Um, it's it's an ad- help me out Sarah yeah to... well
3: you just you can't hear you know I always think and listen to Bob Russell for years and Dave and Con think how do they get all these great ideas right, all the time right. where does that come you know they just you know I I think it's the discipline of being still I think they've done that
2: yeah to give space for the invitation that's what I was trying to think of yeah. you know you don't hear that over the noise over the crowds over the hurry and um, I think we're definitely a culture that sees those things as success. Hurry, because I'm busy. Um, I've got a lot of things to do. And it's, it almost seems counterintuitive to step back from that and take the time to hear yeah. the invitation and then to respond to it.
1: Yeah, you, you're not talking about, it's not that we're never busy. I mean, I mean I, I, Jesus was busy. Um, I mean, he was doing ministry a lot, and the demands and pressures. Uh, you're not saying, "Okay, we're going to just you know be a monk for the rest of our lives." Mm-hmm. It's just this rhythm of periodically we're we're going to come apart. As the old Vance Havner, the old preacher, you say, "We we got to come apart before we come apart." Mm-hmm. And um, so, uh, the the first uh, night we. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when we were in, we we're introducing this concept was it was a little fearful for you guys
2: well sure i mean just to go and be in your room and be <laughs> alone with your thoughts <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i mean it's i think it's hard to have introspection and and um in the beginning i still had a lot of fear and concern about trying to fix things before i met with the lord Mm -hmm. you know when i'm actively praying with Mm -hmm. my own words it's hard to just acknowledge what's happening without feeling like i have to explain it to god which is kind of ridiculous (laughs) but you know when you're practicing silence and solitude you are bringing things out to the lord but you're just setting you're just still before him with them so it's different i'm not trying to explain it away I'm not trying. I'm not self defensive about it. I mean, it just it's what it is, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's very hard to do. And it, I I didn't do it well the first night, but just over time, it got easier mm-hmm. to do that.
1: the The first night was a little bit more difficult, but as you we continue to re, do a retreat every quarter, right, right. You're, you're beginning to c- kind of flow into this rhythm. Yes, and we do, we t- talk about that. There is a rhythm mm-hmm. of life that is life-giving and is, right. is, brings healing, brings mm-hmm. renewal, brings refreshment. Back to Chad, what you said in Psalm 23, the Lord you know, is our shepherd and he restores our soul. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And w- w- when we say he restores our soul, literally what, the, what is the psalmist,
0: what is he saying really about his soul? It needs to be restored. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> damaged. It's, I think about a book that uh, I read called In Search of Balance. Mm. And he said, uh, the author says that, that um, we were not wired. Our brain literally is not wired to keep up with the pace of life that is now. Mm-hmm. That uh, things are changing exponentially. Think about the population growth. Think about technology. Think about 10 years ago what technology we had. And what has happened in the past 10 years think about what's going to happen in the next 10 years and it, it changes so rapidly we feel this pressure to keep up mm-hmm. we cannot possibly it's literally impossible to keep up yeah. you cannot keep up with the change of technology and, and 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 way things are changing so i think this is one of those retreats that we just acknowledge we can't keep up with the process and that's okay we're not made to And we're trained in that current and flow of society and life to keep moving, keep moving. And these retreats are just us getting out of that flow, stepping back and taking a big breath.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a nurse, too. So I would say from a medical standpoint, neurologically, you, you can't. Your brain cannot process all of that. So you better start now figuring out how to build rhythms in to your life, because you're not gonna just fall into it, you're gonna have to purpose to do it. And knowing neurologically, I wasn't even made to be like this. I find that freeing.
1: That's, uh, that is life-giving. It, it's really interesting that you, you brought that up because I just had lunch with a neuroscientist. He's got a PhD in neuroscience, and uh, it's, it's David. And, mm. and uh, because I was talking from a spiritual perspective mm-hmm. about the, the, the power of silence and solitude. I mean, not, again, we're not going to become a monk, but just how do we have that rhythm in our lives? Mm-hmm. And he said, if you only knew the power behind this, j- throw away the spiritual compete, uh, piece of it. He said, the, the, our bodies, our brains, our minds, everything, we have to have this so that we can think properly, so that we can reason properly, and said, then you throw in the spiritual piece of that, it, it revolutionizes our whole lives.
0: Let's take a break, come back in our third segment, we're gonna talk more about what does it mean, okay, so we go on these retreats, do we sit around and chant and not say anything? <laughs> no, uh, I, by the way, I'm trying to figure out how I can be a professional monk but that, that does not pay the bills well. I can find that out. So uh, we're going to take a break, come back more, and see how do we do this as a lifestyle in our regular busy life. We'll take a break. Be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Sauter of Further Still Ministries. We are here with Sarah and Rachel, and we're talking in the past couple segments we've been talking about soul care and the idea of solitude and silence and how important that is to our soul, which is frightening to some people, uh, but some people that are not frightening to us is Frank Enterprises. It could be frightening if your septic tank is not working. That's a frightening thing. That is a frightening thing, (laughs) and Frank Enterprises helps people whose septic tanks aren't doing what they're supposed to do They help come in and help those people with that problem. And they also help people, if you have any water on your outside of your home that is pooling up and not going where it is supposed to go, Frank Enterprises helps do all of that information in regards to moving water where it's supposed to go. And we also want to thank Bright Star Home Care. Bright Star Home Care has one of the biggest, most important jobs, what they do. They serve people who have loved ones who need care. And some people need to be visited once a week. Some people need 24-7 care physical, no matter emotional, no matter what it is, Bright Star Home Care helps you navigate through that process of what it means to help care for a loved one when they get into a certain phase of life. So we thank Bright Star Home Care and Frank Enterprises for doing that. So uh, uh, one of my favorite quotes uh, is from Blaise Pascal, and this was in one of the books that we read during this retreat. And, uh, and so we're talking myself, Rachel, and Sarah, we are now getting ready to finish up here a two-year run of this uh, of this Soul Treat re- uh, journey that we've taken eight retreats. This is gonna be our eighth retreat coming up here in the fall. And one of these quotes that I found that I just never forgot from Blaise Pascal, and he says, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. <laughs> all by himself. <laughs> and so if you told people go and sit in a room by yourself don't look at your phone don't look at a tv don't even pick up a book just sit in a chair and breathe and don't do anything how long will people last before they have to bail they don't like to be by themselves and maybe that's one of the reasons why we stay so busy so kurt in early the the very first retreat is about sabbath it's about rest. Okay, taking big periods of rest, silence and solitude, maybe be like, kind of like a mini Sabbath on a regular basis. Why is silence and solitude so crucial in the beginning of this journey? The first two retreats are resting on a Sabbath, meaning literally 24 hours of rest, but then the silence and solitude talks about smaller periods of rest. Why is that important for the retreat, but why is that important to the rhythm of our life?
1: Well, I think uh, Ruth Haley Barton says that I think most of us in the Christian world are are weary and more tired in our soul than we actually realize. Mm-hmm. And, and it goes back to, again, to what Psalm 23. He, the Lord is my shepherd. He restores my soul. We are tired. We're worn out. We've been running hard. I, I, I heard a preacher a while back said, dude, you've been running hard. And, um, and when we run hard... We have, to ha- we have to have some times of rest. Uh, Sarah, you said in between, in the break, that at the first retreat, now we do a combination, we do large group teaching, we break into small groups, we have times of just to go uh, take a walk, mm-hmm. to go take a hike, uh, just, you know, it, it doesn't have to be, we're just gonna sit on a chair and have silence and solitude, but you said, when I had some time to be alone, you went back to your room and you crashed on your bed.
3: Yes, I was already with the highlighter and the book and my binder. And I went to my room and there I fell dead asleep on the bed. <laughs> and um, just I had to re- release the guilt of I'm supposed to do this and I'm, I should be using this time perfectly and redeem whatever. And no, God just said, go to sleep. You can't do anything until you can just do that but over then the next retreats I didn't find that I needed that as much then I was really integrating rhythms into my life and I was able to switch gears into a more stillness and uh okay with being alone
1: and um but, but you you go back. I, I've heard that from many people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they come to the retreat and when we kind of take a break and there's time to go all alone, they they take a, a, a pretty serious nap because mm-hmm. they're, they're just tired. Rachel, you, you have thoughts on that?
2: Well, that happened to me on a few <laughs> retreats, too. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's because we don't feel like we have permission during mm-hmm. our normal mm-hmm. course of the day and the week and... Uh, time to to take naps or to take the rest that we need and so we're going to bed late we're getting up early we're trying to uh, just get more things done uh, in the time that we have and so that's part of the Sabbath is just resting in what God's going to do and realizing that he'll give you the time that you need to get things the the important things then mm-hmm. and so yes at the re- some at a couple of the retreats that's exactly what I did it's just um you get caught up in day to day and uh if you're not integrating those things well mm-hmm. so I'm telling all myself yes then uh then you get you just get tired and and you're ready to come and relax so
1: yeah I mean that was the whole purpose of uh, you know I have led retreats for years and years and years, and typically, what how I've led retreats, you know, Chad, you've you have gone with me. You know, we, you, you pack in as much teaching and instruction <laughs> as you possibly can, and then you you close out the retreat and closing prayer, Amen, guys. See you, you know, see you later. You know, and we said, no, we, we have to do this differently. There is teaching. There is times to interact in in a small groups but we also give you time to rest. I I love what John Orberg says. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap.
2: (laughs) Well, that's true. And In one of our readings, and I can't remember which one, but it talks about just God can do what we're working on forever for months or years. God can do that Mm. in five minutes. Maybe that's just something that you said, Kurt, but um, I think that's such a relief to know that we can take that rest, and then, and he he'll accomplish what he wants to accomplish. We don't have to do that.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a piece where we just need to you know take a break. I I, I think that's why the psalmist said to be still and know that I am God. Uh, one of the other things that we uh, have talked about or mentioned, I think, was a, a quote by Dallas Willard who says we must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from our lives mm-hmm. because we're just in a frantic kind of hurry, nonstop, and these retreats are designed to uh, stop and pause. And uh, one of the things uh, that I I want you guys to comment on, we we look at desire and we look at longing. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. we we talked in the break, Chad, about Jesus asked, well, what is it that you want me to do for you? Mm And there's, there's desires in our hearts, and there's longings in our heart, and we begin to kind of, um, you know, unpack that at, at, at the retreats. Uh, Rachel, you have any thoughts on that?
2: Well, I remember that exercise that we did, um, if it's not revealing too much, but we yeah. had to um, go back and just write down everything that was on our hearts of mm-hmm. what we wanted God to do for us. and. Um, I came up with like 30 things right <laughs> off the bat <laughs> and uh, it was so fun. It was nice to be able to put down the shallow things as well as, you know, the, the longings, the deepest longings. And when I was able to see those and really think through um, what my desires were, a lot of the shallow things led to the, the deeper longings. I mean, it was a really revealing exercise and then it, it, yeah. a lot of it just, it just, Boiled down to uh, being connected, feeling more of God's presence. And then some of those things weren't answered with that, but spending time in the presence of God with those unfulfilled or longings that haven't yet come, it's just been um, a better, peaceful place of acknowledging that with God mm-hmm. instead of being angry that He hasn't done something yet.
1: Mm, that's good. Sarah, you have thoughts on that?
3: Well, I just, for me, so long desire is something you would just squash because it isn't reliable. It's feelings. I mean, even C.S. Lewis talks a little bit about not trusting feelings, you know. And and so I would just have a desire of feeling. Oh, no, don't listen to that. That's flesh. That's mortal. That's unreliable. Um, permission granted at the retreat to write those things down to see where they lead like you said Rachel and trust them in a safe place and um, I was reading something the other day that, that they're gauges not necessarily guides but if you don't pay attention to those desires those longings which God puts there uh, and maybe we mangle on the way out but he, he puts them there then I I think There's sickness. I think it translates into depression, other things that maybe we as happy Christians don't always want to talk about. But it's important to listen to the desires and the longings, even the silly ones, like you said, Rachel, even the shallow ones and even the deepest ones, world peace, you know, whatever it is. And to list those out, bring them to God. And and w- well, and, go.
1: and and we 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 talk about the passage where the, the Jesus asks a, bl- a blind blind mm-hmm. man and says, "What is it that you want me to do mm-hmm. for you?" And his response is, "Lord, <laughs> I want to see." Mm-hmm. And then just fast forward just a little bit just a little bit later in that passage, and he looks at the disciples, "We, what do you want me to do for you?" And they they're like, "Well, hey, we want to we want some power, <laughs> authority, and prestige." And he's and again, just laying that before the Lord, there's,
0: there's just some power in that. So we're going to take our, our final break, come back for our fourth segment and talk a little bit more about silence and solitude. And, and, and Okay, now what do we do when we leave the retreat? What do you do in between the retreats? For three months, do you just wait for the next one? How do we implement the, what we learn on the day-to-day life? So we're going to talk more about that in the next segment on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment, unfortunately. But good news is if you want to hear the other three segments, which we talked with Sarah and Rachel about soul care and specifically silence and solitude and how that looks in our life, uh, you can go to Facebook, SoundCloud, or iTunes, and you can just type in Solid Steps Radio, and you can hear the show in its entirety thanks to our great sponsors like Dan Hart Financial. If you need to get your finances in order and you need to spend some silence and solitude looking at your money <laughs> or where it is, <laughs> Dan Hart helps you make wise investments for the long haul. And uh, we want to thank him and, again, LN and Credit Union for being great sponsors of our show. You can also go to furtherstownministries.com org, further, stillministries.org. Uh, you click on the mic, but also uh, you can see what we're talking about: the soul care, soul retreats. There's eight retreats, two years, and you can sign up for that. And the, uh, it's open now, and you can sign up. And it begins in February of 2019. January. January of 2019 and once you get in that one you go two years so it's going to be another two years from then it's going to be two more years until you can be able to qualify to get in there because we only do it every two years so uh yeah we'll take uh 40 folks
1: and uh who are first come first serve and when it's full it's full and uh, and kurt what are what are the tricks quickly we talking about? We talked a little bit. First retreat is uh, Sabbath. Sabbath rest. How do we rest as okay. Christians? You know, why does God give us the Sabbath? And right. we just unpack that. You know, it's one of the it's the fourth commandment. Right. And uh, why mm-hmm. does God want us to to be able to rest and have uh, a restful heart? And then the second is silence and solitude. It builds on that. How? Do, because every retreat builds on what we just looked at in the pa- the past retreat. The third one is now that we've had some rest and some some peace. Now we're ready to feed the soul. We want How do we approach the Bible transformationally, not just informationally? We're an information-driven culture and society. So how do we, how do we go to be transformed by God's truth by by His Word? And then the f- mm-hmm. fourth one is, the body. How do we listen to our body? God's given us a body. How do we take care of the body? And then how do we present our bodies as living sacrifices? You know, and the, this whole, how, how do we listen to what God is saying? Th- to us and through our bodies. The fifth one is self-awareness and self-examination. How do we, you know, the, the psalmist said, "Search me, O God, and know my heart; try me and know my thoughts." And mm-hmm. it's, 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 Lord, help me, um, help me to understand who I am. And most of us, I, I would say, including myself. Um, we're, we think we're more self-aware than we actually are.
2: Amen to that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we think we're, we've got it. We, we I really understand myself. but um, So it's a whole self-examination, self-awareness piece. And then the, the sixth one is wounds. Mm-hmm. And like, whoa, wounds. We have marital wounds sometimes. We have father mo- wounds, mother wounds. We have sometimes church wounds. Sometimes we have issues at work and, uh, just difficulties of relationships and the pains of life, and so, and then how how do we get healed from all those? And then the next one is discernment. Mm-hmm. And then how do we move forward in life in making not just decisions, but have good biblical discernment? We're we're making good God honoring decisions because we're using biblical discernment. And then the last one is based on all of these rhythms. That we're slowly incorporating into our lives over two years, how do we live for the glory of God? How do we how do we store up treasures in heaven, and how do we live for the glory of Jesus? So,
0: there's your eight retreats. Well, and and we last segment we talked a little bit about well, this is great. Come 24 hours, you get to unplug, but we got to go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, what do you do? Why do you what do you tell folks, Kurt? who say, okay, here's some information, great, you've been able to uh, meditate on it for the past 24 hours at the retreat, but then when we have to get in our cars and go back to the real world, uh, how do we incorporate silence and solitude in the day-to-day?
1: Well, one of the things that we say almost at every retreat, we we have to trust in the good and slow work of God in our lives and to be gracious with ourselves. He is gracious with us. His grace overflows in our lives. And so we have to remember that. But then I'm, I'm just going to kick it back over to Rachel and Sarah. You know, what, what have you guys done that helps practice this rhythm of not just silence and solitude, but, you know, whatever theme we're looking at mm-hmm. at, at different retreats, how do you incorporate that slowly into your lives?
3: Well, I remember the years leading up to going on this journey, I would wake up in the middle of the night. I wasn't particularly troubled or anything, but the house was quiet. And I could just calm down and pray. So when this retreat came in this specific uh, one about silence and solitude, I realized that my body was signaling me long before you need to be still and silent and quiet. And if you're not going to work that into your day somehow – I'm just going to wake you up at 2, 3, four o'clock in the morning, and you get to do it then. So you pick your poison. And so as I, as I thought, okay, so let's try this. You know, you sit in your, your chair, you know, your place uh, that Kristen, you know, was so talked about so well that what I found was the flurry of thoughts, you know, all the buzzing, right? And in the, uh, one of the books, the Ruth Haley Barton book, she talked about creating an envelope called the trust envelope. And the, thing, the most pressing thing, like it's just blocking you from being quiet and being still and listening. Write that on this card and just stick it in there. So I did. And it's been two things. They've been the same two things for two years and that are kind of bondage to me. That were just Lord, I can't get off these things, and I just put them. I put a wrote in big sharpie trust. I put it in there, folded it up. Okay, I can, I can calm down now, and I can just listen and be still. It was, and
1: a, it was a tangible way yes. for you to practically okay. I'm giving this to you, mm-hmm. Lord, uh, and to remind you.
3: Yes, and nothing like earth shattering. I'm sure we've all heard of it before, but it was just when i When I sat to begin to learn to be still and silent, this was something blocking me. And so I had to release that. And then it was the other ways that I built it as, as Chad was asking to we you know, we have books that are, quote, assigned in between the retreats. You know, some people in my group who will remain unnamed <laughs> did not read, you know, do, you don't have to do the assignment to get all that you need out of the retreat. But, Um, I would read those books. I really did. I trusted the selections that were assigned, and they were excellent stuff that I would not have stumbled across easily in my Christian walk. And so I trusted the the authors in that sense. So read those. And then we meet with our, we have sort of small groups from the retreat uh, at least once in between the retreats. And that was super helpful and just... Hey, how's that going for you? what's What's that like? And just getting real with other people who are you can do it with anybody. But I found a couple times when I tried to talk to people outside the retreat, they just, you know, they're just maybe not there at the same spot as you are in your journey versus the people at your table and at your retreat you 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 hunger for those relationships and that was so helpful
1: so so rachel too when you would get together with your group in between the (laughs) retreats i mean you're you're all on the same page you've just experienced this retreat together and now you're talking about it was that really helpful
2: yes and actually we're meeting this sunday night so i'm looking forward to that um it is because we're able to just talk about how how things are going are we what did we think about the readings are we implementing the practices how it's uh, impacting every our everyday relationships and just the rhythm of life that we're trying to get to
1: that's good ladies i can't believe it but our time is up it's been great thank you for coming in sarah thank you rachel hey rachel would you just close us in prayer and would you just pray that we would begin to implement and if this is a good retreat for our listeners uh jump into the this practice we're starting in january would you would you pray
2: father god we just uh lift up the show to you and our audience and uh we just ask that you would um you already know who you're extending the invitation to so i just pray in this time right now that um there would be a moment of quiet where they can respond to that invitation we ask your blessing on chad and kurt and thank you for their ministry in jesus name amen. Mm. amen thanks
0: rachel thanks sarah thank you so if you like what you heard or maybe you didn't like it and that means confirmation that you still need to go do it because sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh i don't know about being quiet or having silence and solitude then it's probably a good sign you may need to look into it and i can just tell you on two years on the end of the two years i'm, I'm, I'm just thinking to myself I need to do this again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I need to go back through this again because there's so much, it's a rhythm of life. It just gives you a rhythm and I cannot encourage you more listeners to do this. And in order to do this, we need you to go to furtherstoneministries.org. It's got all the information on there about when these first retreats are coming up for next year. Uh, Listen, you're gonna say, well, I don't have time. You don't have time not to do this. You must do some kind of rhythm in your life. And I would encourage anyone to go furthersoministries.org, get the information, sign up for that, and uh, we can get you, uh, get you signed up to do the retreat. Uh, you know I'm thinking about, in Mark 6, uh, Jesus says in verse 31, "cause so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat. He said to them, Jesus said to his apostles, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Mm -hmm. Do you know where that verse is? That's right between two things. John the Baptist being beheaded, his cousin, and then the feeding of the Mm 5,000. And Jesus knew we got to get away. We got to get away, just us. We got to get some time alone and some downtime. And uh, you see that reincurring in Jesus's life if he needs to do it how come you don't need to do it <laughs> listeners I everyone in the room so we uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this uh, go back and listen to this or pass this along to someone else like us on Facebook uh, and iTunes leave a review that helps get the word out and so again we thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio and we'll talk to you next time